last night in my closet that Amanda made me clean, thank God. I interviewed my mom for the 50th Corona Convo. What a milestone. Started this little project on March 11th. I think we're up to almost an average of 20 listeners per pod. That's double digits for those of you keeping track at home. We are just shy of a thousand unique listeners. Really impressive stats coming out of apartment 5i here in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. And I think that excitement and that momentum is going to carry forward through the next 50 podcasts. Nothing more really to report. No new agendas, no new angles. Just the same reliable, scintillating conversations that you have come to love, come to expect, come to rely on. Let's be honest with ourselves in these unprecedented times. Here, 5.47 on a Monday afternoon, just after the holiday celebrating the resurrection. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Hope you're well. Hope you're eating less chocolate and ice cream than I am. Hope you're getting lots of sleep. Hope you're talking to loved ones. Hope your heart is full of joy and your soul is full of optimism. And your days aren't going to waste. But if you listen to this, then I know your day couldn't be going to waste. Which is something to hang your hat on. Because when our hair is this dirty, it's really important that we have plenty of hats. So on that uplifting note, be well and enjoy this Corona Convo with my mom. Music as always by Matthias DeWild. mother how are you i am in my newly cleaned closet how are you (laughs) what are you doing in the closet i am recording my 50th podcast of corona convos and it's easter i figured you were number one and so i i figured it would be nice to make you number 50 also all right how's it going all right well it's going good oh pardon me my mouth is full well, that's but that's okay. all right. I can, I can swallow. No, it's going good. We, we um, spent. I spent the day out in the yard, cleaning the yard. How's it looking? It's getting there. It's got a lot to go. It's always the winter cleanup with the pain in the neck. Yeah, it's part of the process, right? Yeah. So, so I'm really thrilled you got your closet clean. It's so clean. There is room for me to sit in here with my computer, my headphones, my microphone, a little bench, my feet are up. It's so good for the sound because it's thick walls and Amanda's cooking right now a little dinner. And I thought I'd just give you a call, but it's 
It, it's a little podcast studio. Oh, I see. That's so cute. Isn't cute. that fun? Yeah. It's absolutely darling. <laughs> I think it's wonderful, honey. So when you and I spoke for the first Corona Convos on March 11th, which is just over a month ago. Wow. We were, I know, right? It seems like forever ago. Oh, man. Yeah. Because oh, today's April 12th, so that's... That's 31, yeah. 32 days. Yeah. Pretty wild. Um, yeah, hard to believe. Uh, the new normal, huh? The new normal. Uh, how are you feeling? So when we spoke last, you were in Jackson. You and my father drove 13, 14 hours from Jackson to Sacramento and set up shop there about two weeks ago now. And yeah, well, uh, a week ago uh, Thursday. We could go Thursday. We drove. A week and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. So it it um, I still have mixed feelings. I still think I would feel uh, better in Jackson. There's something about this feeling of a less populated state, for one thing. Yeah. And more more open air. But you know, it's brown and gray there right now. Just shades of brown and gray. Um, and here it's really green, and there's lots of color popping out. So it it lifts the spirit. I imagine that is a difference maker. So are, what are you doing? Are you only getting outside in the yard or are you going beyond the confines of, of Marty way? Well, um, I've been shopping and yes, I've been, you know, doing some walking, but not a lot. Just, I, you know, the, the, uh, process of moving back into my house and, um, it, it just is very time consuming. Um, you know, the tenants, our tenants move stuff around. And so I'm still putting stuff away. And that's kind of the same thing with the backyard. So I've just been busy. And when I'm not busy, I've been reading a lot. And I'm oh, really like enjoying. Yeah, I really enjoy reading more. Um, it, and I'm not. I don't know how to say this without it sounding awful. But I'm tired of of COVID-19 news. Oh, I get I it. Mean, I can't, I, I have I, a hard time reading yeah. about it. I just kind of, I, I don't know, I've just kind of turned most of it off. Well, I, I've tried to stay abreast, of course, of what's going on. I do read the Jackson Hole news and the guy to kind of say what's going on there. It's, it's very interesting. Um, and of course, I read the people that I like in terms of editorials, um, but I'm not reading as much as I was. I'm really enjoying, you know, the coronavirus comics. You know, the funny stuff. My girlfriends, my friends, our friends continue to send new stuff around every day. There's something new that's hilarious. And then, of course, there's lots of good songs. There's lots of good music coming out. Um, it's hard to choose the music to listen to. But the reading, the reading has really been fun. I really just finished a horrible book. It was a stupid book. And then I also just finished a really good book. So, yeah. What was, the, what was, the, what was a really good book that you just finished? It, it was by um, Ivan Doig. And he is a, uh, his, his locale is Montana. And he's just a beautiful writer in the same vein as Wallace Stegner. Oh, which, fun. 
Yeah, I haven't read um, really good literature. I've read a lot of really good literature, which I used to. And there's something about having like this time that's the leisure time to dig into it. I would read sentences of this. It's called Dancing at the Rascal Fair. And it was just so good. It was so beautiful. The sentences were beautiful. The words were beautiful. It was just gorgeous. So it was really fun. I'm glad that you were able to really luxuriate in a piece of literature like that. Yeah, no, it was really, really wonderful. And then your um, auntie, Cindy, you know, always likes me to give her reading recommendations. And usually it's just, you know, quick reads. It's, you know, top 40 type stuff. But I told her that I, if she started reading Wallace Stegner, I would go back and reread. So I pulled out... Um, uh, oh, which one? Did I have, you know, because I have most of his stuff here. So I just pulled out. I'm going to reread now this great Wallace Stegner. Oh, I know why the bluebird sings. Oh, it's just such a beautiful piece of writing. Anyway, so I'm really looking forward to that. Then I'm going to read The Big Rock Candy Mountain. I love I love Wallace Stegner's writing. You always So have. what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing when you're not uh, podcasting or um, eating or cleaning out your closet? So a lot of cleaning, a lot of podcasting, a lot of online workouts. So one of Amanda's cousins is in med school, but she went through yoga teacher training at some point, and she led us in a workout. So got some yoga in today. Uh, I am. What's that? And I don't have chess on my phone, but I am playing chess on the computer, which is not great, but it's a good compromise. I can't just kind of take the phone out of my pocket. And right. So it really, it's, it's a happy middle ground because in these anxious times, like the chess really is so wonderfully mindless that I think that it's okay. Um, it's a little, just a little bit of therapy, um, but you know, I'm staying productive enough. Um, and I mean, this is the fourth conversation I've recorded today. Wow, that is that does keep you busy. It does, um, you know. And so, you know, that was just two and a half hours of conversations, and then the editing, um, and uh, one of the conversations I don't think I'm going to be able to publish. Uh, because I was talking to a friend of mine in Europe, and she'd had a couple of glasses of wine, and I think that she'll <laughs> listen to it in the morning and be like, you know what, let's have another one. I don't think that's uh, ripe for public consumption. Yeah, you know, that happens. That happens. Listen, going back just a minute to um, talking about uh, the coronavirus, um, you know, things kind of continue to evolve, you know, mask, no mask. Etc. So there was a piece in the New York Times today you may have seen. Maybe it was yesterday. I still days are you know they kind of meld together. Um, whether or not you, one should wear a um, mask when jogging, running, or riding a bike. And what made me think about it was is your dad was on the bike trail this today. You know our gorgeous bike trail here, mm-hmm. and he said it was really crowded with runners and you know, cyclists, and I'm thinking, oh, and he won't wear a mask when he bicycles, you know, and I kind of get it, 
But what what are you hearing now about going out and exercising without a mask on? I haven't heard about anything about exercise with masks, but when Amanda and I leave the apartment to go shopping, we always wear a mask. Okay. Yeah. Well, when I go shopping too, but I'm thinking if you're out on the bike trail and you're passing people and if it's crowded, well, you know, our bus trail can be really quite crowded too. Anyway, so I I have mixed feelings about that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the answer is there. Um, but I guess, you know, everyone's just got to live their life how they see fit. Right. And, and hopefully, you know, I think a big part of the mask wearing is the cultural hyphen psychological aspects of it. It's to remind people to act in a certain way. And yeah, I think so too. Because I, I think that it as a physical barrier to contagion is limited. It, you know, it's it's somewhat, you know, it's better than it not being there, but it's to remind you not to touch your face. It's a reminder of the fact that we're, that there is a clear and present danger and to act accordingly because it's easy to forget if everyone is not wearing masks and it's easy to remember if everyone is wearing masks. And so... You're right, right. It's, it's like a physical reminder. It's, it's just a in-your-face slash on-your-face reminder. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. But I went for a run yesterday and did not wear a mask. Uh, I was in the park. Uh, it was near desk and I wasn't really, I, I, it wasn't super packed. And if I was within six feet of anybody, it was for less than three seconds uh, at a time. You know, so, you know, right. we really weren't close to each other and for sustained periods. So I just didn't feel yeah. too bad about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I get. I I hate to think of it in New York. I hate to think of you outside your front door in New York, though. You know, New York still continues to be, you know, a really scary place to those of us who have um, left. You know, by zip code, we're we're in pretty good shape here. Yeah, I get it, but it even here it's not the same as it was a week and a half ago. Like the energy here is really changed to the degree that people understand what they need to do to be safe, but there's not a sense of impending doom like there was a week and a half ago. Well, that's both good and bad. I think that it's, um, I'm afraid that there will be a period of people becoming too complacent and, and letting go with some of the caution that they took. I think so too, but my biggest fear was social unrest, the bonds of society breaking down. And mm. I think that that fear was based on a an analysis that was done when the death totals were increasing exponentially. And so yeah. when we were in that part of the curve, there was no sense that it was going to slow down anytime soon. And you just mapped it out and said, if it keeps on this trajectory for two, three, four weeks, we're going to be in a scenario where there's going to be lawlessness 
and there's going to be a military presence in the street and the supply chains to keep food in the stores is going to break down and there's going to be mayhem and there's going to be a threat of bodily harm that is not respiratory in nature. It's not COVID that's going to hurt you. It's going to be something else. And Well, I I think there's still a chance for that, CK. I think when people get complacent, there will be those who are, you know, continue to maintain a, dil a level of diligence and they're, they come up against somebody who's not in, in a public place. And I think it's, I think that there, there still could be fisticuffs. Maybe fisticuffs, but not this sort of powder keg that would, I think, only come about if we got to a place where there were five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand people dying a day and the hospitals were overrun and the Navy ships were overrun and there were the sort of lockdowns that said all people in New York, you know, if they closed the tunnels in the bridges and there were literal tanks and Humvees and Black Hawk helicopters. I think well, that's what you're like, yeah, bad things can still happen, but if there is a flare up again, then they will take the measures that in this instance, had us plateau at under a thousand deaths a night and it's still really bad i'm not going to say that's not a good thing but it's such that i don't think it will shred the social order in the same degree as a worst case scenario that i was envisioning a week and a half ago okay all right well i uh i hope you're right <laughs> I still think it's really scary to be in um, New York. I mean, it's, it's everybody I talk to, all of my friends and, and relatives, you know, because we're talking more on the phone now than we did. Everybody says, how CK? Isn't it awful that he's there? And, you know, CK and a man, and I say, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's still, it's still, you know. And I think that then speaks to the psychological issue of every time you get asked that question, it heightens your fear. And oh, so, I'm sure. I'm sure. so then there becomes this vicious cycle of the news prompting people to ask you, um, whereas everybody yeah. that I'm talking to, including, I just was on the phone with a gastroenterologist, enterologist here in the city, and he is still going to the hospital five days a week, and he has a pre-existing condition. He has really bad asthma, um, so he's had to take hyper-intense precautions when dealing with COVID patients, because if he were to get sick, um, it could be really, he, he could be one of those cases that, you know, either ends in the ICU or the morgue. And he's full, fully aware of that. Um, and, and even he is like, yeah, the, the numbers suggest that it is appropriate for us to be optimistic if cautiously. So, yeah, yeah, that I, yeah, there's, I've, I've been hearing that that um, that comment that uh, a lot of you know uh, pundits are saying there's reason there is reason to be you know cautiously optimistic. So I yeah yeah um, I guess I don't feel the the height 
of the tension that I did for, from a while ago, too. But right. It's gotten I, better than I, a week I, and a half I, ago. Yeah, and, and, you know, when I get together with my girlfriends particularly, we, we start talking about what's it going to look like. You know, things aren't going to be like they were, you know, they're not going to be exactly the same. It's going to be different. No, they aren't. And, and what we don't, you know, we are curious as to what that's going to look like. It's weird. Yeah. It, it really is. But it's, it's, it's really weird. <laughs> Anyhow. So um, I understand Amanda's taking singing lessons. She is. And she took one I'm yesterday. On. And she can sing. It's with her singing coach from high school. Wow, how fun. Yeah. How and she's got how, a how voice. She's had one lesson, and that was yesterday. Okay. Just getting started. Oh, that's so cool. So I'm going to have a lesson myself one of these days. Good. Good, good, good. Who knows? I might start singing lessons. i got to get my house in order first. So this, this, you know, having renters in the house is such, so disruptive. So actually, I mean, it's fine. It's what I'm used to. I'm, you know, getting things back in order. It's what I do. Yeah, and you're staying busy, which is a good thing. Yeah, I never have trouble staying busy. No, you don't. I don't. I don't have ever have trouble being. I'm never bored. I don't know what that means. Either do I. <laughs> no, I've got. I've gotten stir crazy a couple times over the last month. I don't know. I don't. I get. I've gotten anxious. You know, worried. I'm primarily about you and the man in in New York. I mean, that's. And then I get a little worried about your dad because he's he's uh, cavalier. No, he's not cavalier. I think that he incautious. He, he no, he he errs on the side of 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 taking a chance, and I don't think this is something you want to take a chance on. I agree with you. Yeah, but I think that, I think it's better to overdo than underdo right now. I agree, and it's going to be a limited amount of time of overdoing it. And then we'll get back to the new normal after this new normal, the newer normal. Whatever, whatever the that newer is. newer yeah. normal. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm sorry that we can't spend Easter together this year. That would have been fun. Um, yeah. I had planned on being out in Jackson this weekend. Today would have been the closing day. Oh, right. Right, right. We were talking about that. Sad. Well, it's just... It, yeah, but you know, Jackson is brown and gray, and more brown and more gray this time of year. It's not, it's not like it is, and it's wet and slushy, you know. So this is the end of March, the middle of April. Is, you know, you get up on the hill, of course, it's gorgeous, but still, it the town is slushy and brown and gray, more brown and gray. <laughs> well, <laughs> beggars can't oh, always be choosers. Yeah, your dad just walked in. Well, hello, Father. How are you? I'm good. I'm recording my 50th podcast interview with Mom, who is my first wow. podcast interlocutor. Wow. What comes around goes around. <laughs> That's right. Good, good. Well, um, so you could say hi to Amanda for us. I will. All righty. Um, I'm sorry you missed out on um, 
on trivia yesterday. It was really fun. It was you would have gotten a lot of questions, and we did really well. It's not really a competition because you know you're not playing against anybody else, but the the questions are fun. It's very cool. When will you do it again? Uh, maybe this Wednesday. Well, keep uh, me in the loop for for sure. Yeah, we will. Yeah, you'd really like it. Yesterday night was booked up with exercise and dinner plans. Okay. All right. Well, next time it would be fun. Yeah, and then hopefully, I just was saying with mom that if the COVID, if the COVID tr track had not been what it has been, then I would have been out in Jackson with you guys this weekend for closing day at Jackson. Oh, yeah, wouldn't that been nice? It really would have been. Yeah. It would have been so fun. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, look forward to seeing you, CK. Are you thinking about any, any thoughts about being in Jackson, you know, later in the, in the summer? Is it just all a game time decision? Yeah, I mean, there's a chance I'll get out there in May and June. Uh, if I do... Oh, yeah, I mean, because the thing is, is like... Amanda might have to go back to work soon, but I won't. And so if I if I don't, but it's kind of safe to travel again and I don't have to work, then I might fly out to Sacramento and then maybe you and I can drive to Jackson together. I would do that. That would be fun. It would be fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. Really. Take a little road trip. Yeah, let me know. Yeah, yeah. I really don't anticipate getting back to work anytime soon. So I think I'm just going to have... Yeah, I know. I'm going to have a... A surfeit of free time to do things yeah. like record podcasts. Did you get a chance to listen to the Chris Williams uh, conversation by chance? No, I, I haven't yet. Listen with mom. It's a good one. He's fun to talk to. Right. I really, really like that young man. Good. Have you spent hey, any time um, with him? Uh, no, not really. Just I just see him at you know music events and stuff. He sounds just like his dad. It's awesome. Because oh. oh, Norman cool. has such a distinctive way of speaking. And such yeah, not wonderful timbre in his voice. <clears throat> so, I, I'm assuming that he is not nearly as um, crude and <laughs> as entertaining, maybe as as his dad. He yeah. is <laughs> as entertaining, is he but he's not crude. Okay, just entertaining on a different level. He's wry. Oh, oh, really? Cool. And he's really right. thoughtful. Good. They have neat. Yeah. You got I'm good. Um, so is, is he living in New York? Yeah, he's out in Brooklyn. He's in Bushwick. Mm, right. And so... He, he's probably not getting many gigs right now. No, he is not. You have to listen to the podcast. And I just got mm -hmm. a knock on the closet door that dinner is ready. All right. So I'm going to let you guys go. <laughs> but happy Easter. Right. Love you guys lots. Right. And thanks for right. being part of the 50th Corona Convo podcast. <laughs> oh, CK, quick question. Are you doing okay financially? Did you apply for, uh, you know, stuff and, and are you okay? Yeah, I, my savings will probably hold on for 10 months. Okay. Well, I hate to see you burn through that, but what at the same do? time, we still owe you, we still owe you money. Eh, not that much. A little bit. Okay, but anyway. Yeah, my um, tax bill is going to be around... 16,000 in total, and that's not due until July 15th. Oh, that's pretty good. That's yeah. way less than I thought it was. Well, okay. remember, I pay quarterly, so that's on top of everything I've already paid. Oh, okay. All right. But it is what it is. Well, it was a good year. <laughs> yeah.
but that's neither yeah. here nor there at this point. Yeah. All right. Take well, care. Have a good dinner. Love you guys a lot. Bye. Bye. Bye.